Welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi The Next Generation every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season four, episode four, titled Mercy Street. But before that, we'll get into some trivia for Terry. Oh, I also added a trigger warning. I guess there's some physical violence in here. So there's that. Anyway. What does a writing on the bathroom stall say? Oh my god, I can see the photo or like the drawing. It does it say Joker or something? I don't know. Maybe, but one of them says, and I quote, it's nothing but a scratch, one thousand <laughs> kisses deep. And I'm pretty sure I sent you the video. I'm this. over it. I'm I so did. over it. And I was like, she's gonna have no idea that I'm using this for trivia. Oh, I suck. I literally, I envisioned like a drawing that was in one of the stalls and I thought that that's what we were talking about. Whatever. I'm sorry to disappoint. All right. What does Paige, what, yeah. What does Paige invite Emma to have with her at the dot? It is a menu item. Oh my goodness. Mm. It's not a milkshake. That's what she goes to get with Chris. What the heck is it? I can like see that scene. I'm so annoyed. A green tea frappe. Oh, I do remember laughing at that because, like, what? <laughs> Whatever. That's why I didn't remember it because I literally was like, fraps. Like, isn't that a Starbucks thing? But <laughs> what is the name of the person who purchased the penis pump? Oh, my goodness. I have no clue, but it was with the Liberty's brother had a fake ID. I don't know what his name is. Gunther von Eisenstadt. <laughs> The fact that you need it. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but the ID part is hilarious. Oh, my God. Most people will try to buy alcohol, but you're over here buying they like, got a penis, a penis pump. pump. This is them. All right. Yeah, those are the three uh, trivia questions I had for you this week. I'm over it. Um, got all those wrong, but it's fine. Only a singular tidbit today. Um, can you guess what word was bleeped out of the end censored version on this episode? Probably something stupid like abuse. No, I actually no. It was penis. So apparently when they aired it on the end, they took out the penis part, but uh, they Yeah, I can't can't say the word penis. Right. And according to the, the grassy fandom wiki, it says JT and Toby both say the word penis in the episode. However, Toby's was in a deleted scene and the end censored it when it aired. So they probably just didn't say anything at all. <laughs> They're so stupid. Okay. Ready to get started? Yes. Let's get into it. All right. So for our B plot this episode, the grade 10 crew minus Emma is lounging in a hot tub at Liberty's house. JT does a very silly prank where he asks Manny, Manny, his girlfriend, in case you missed it, to pull his hand and then he farts. Manny is visibly grossed out by this, but JT doesn't seem to care because he thinks he is hilarious. Liberty brings out a beverage for both herself and Manny, and Manny somehow uses this as an opportunity to remind Liberty that Emma loves hot tubs as well. But Liberty is not in the mood for forgiveness, and she makes that clear to Manny. Instead, they toast to leaving childish things behind. And as JT and Toby, or I, I, I says Toby, 
I guess it's Toby or Danny. I don't know. They are wrestling like dorks at that moment. We are inclined to believe that Manny might be talking about JT himself. Danny, first time seeing him, I think. Is it? I think we I saw him like for I a say brief this every second. Time. <laughs> we saw him for a brief second in the hallway on the first day of school. And he tra- mm-hmm. he said something to JT about Manny, like trying to get him away from Manny yes. so he could talk to her. All right. So I don't even know. But brings <laughs> out an ironing board so they can dive into the hot tub. Which is just simply a very stupid thing to do. That is a terrible idea. Ironing boards barely stay up when you're putting clothes on them and you're going to use it as a diving board. Men are boys, man. Fortunately for JT's spinal cord, before he's able to (laughs) dive into the hot tub, Danny pulls down his pants or his swimming trunks. Unfortunately for JT, Toby makes a comparison about his penis, which will stick with him for perhaps an eternity. Look, it's a stack of dimes. JT is embarrassed, and Manny does not seem to like what she sees. Honestly, JT... Never mind. I said JT's face would have been enough for me. But, you know, whatever <laughs> I have to get you there, Manny. But honestly, if you, like, when you hear someone, or, like, when people refer to having the ick, like, this is what Manny's face represents. Like, could you imagine how embarrassing? Like, I literally would have break broken up with him on the spot that is so embarrassing i had secondhand embarrassment watching this like i literally would have thrown up Ugh, god he's gross Ugh. like i see why she's grossed out anyway so jt finds manny at school the next day and our girl is visibly uncomfortable but to be fair i want to point out that manny was visibly uncomfortable before she saw jt's penis she did not <laughs> like his fart joke and she was clearly annoyed when he was wrestling with toby but JT could not read a room to save his life. And so he has no idea of any of this. Oblivious. JT asks Manny if she's being distant toward him because she saw his penis. And she reassures <laughs> him that that was a stupid and embarrassing joke. And she provides verbal comfort for it, which JT asks her, let's take it a step further. What about a kiss? Yeah. Manny is like, mm, unpassionate kiss. Only to be interrupted so that she could say hi to Craig. Girl, now why would you taunt JT like that? That is so wild. Saying hi to your ex mid-kiss is so foul and just like the clearest indicator that she's no longer interested in JT. Like he could have questioned all the signs before this, but this is like the clearest one. Right. So the conversation is just mad disrespectful because Manny tells Craig that he didn't interrupt anything (laughs) like her kiss and that her summer wasn't special. The one she spent with JT. Oof. Even though JT didn't call anyone on the disrespect, we see him complaining about that interaction with Toby and Danny later in the locker room. When none other than Craig strolls in, JT tells Craig, you need to stay away from Manny. And Craig's towel drops down. And JT cannot help to note, but notice that Craig is bringing more than a stack of dimes to the table. Perhaps a stack of porters. If JT was, was not insecure before, he definitely is now. Because he thinks that maybe Manny is being distant is because she's used to a little bit more. Never fear for JT. Danny is here with the penis pump. Maybe I should censor that out to fix this problem. <laughs> Manny is talking to Liberty about not wanting to be around JT and Liberty tells Manny that she needs to break up with him if she feels that way. Danny, on the other hand, is egging JT on, telling him to let Manny judge whether or not the penis pump worked, even though <laughs> they have barely kissed. So I don't know how we just skip from barely kissing to sex. Right. And she's disgusted when, okay. When she looks at you and you think that she wants to hook up with you, that is really wild. <laughs> make it make sense. JT puts on some sexy music at his place and uses the penis pump right before Manny arrives. 
wild that he stuffed the penis pump under his pillow because like (laughs) you don't think she's gonna find it he's all nervous and sweaty and manny is visibly uncomfortable she runs out to the bathroom to hype herself up and jt tries to pump up his penis a little bit more (laughs) manny walks back in to only see on accident what's happening and she leaves the scene of the crime immediately this poor girl she's like i just want to leave this man and he is making it harder and harder (laughs) literally (laughs) girl i was just thinking that jt finds manny before school the next day and tells her that he was trying to live up to craig and manny is completely confused you know what jt craig does have something you don't maturity and I don't mean his size. I mean the way he acts. She's not interested in finding out whether or not he can change. Janny is officially over. Thank goodness. That lasted way longer than I remembered or even needed it to. (laughs) Yes, that the needed it to part. Like The fact that they made it a whole summer is fascinating to me. Because they they never had any chemistry to me. It's like Manny honestly just gave him a chance because he was a nice guy. Yes, and she had literally just come off of the turmoil that was her, Craig, and Ashley. Like, yeah. <laughs> fresh out, she's going to look for something that's low drama, low maintenance. And it's summer, but, I mean. Yeah, she, like, she honestly just gave him a chance, I feel. She never was into him in the first place when she yeah. changed her look and he was interested in her. He was never into her until she started dressing hot. Mm-hmm. So they were not a good match. He just liked her because she was obviously gorgeous and she just liked him because he was simple simple is a very great way to describe him (laughs) so for our a plot in our opening scene spinner and Paige explain to emma's nosy ass that (laughs) the boy who put terry in a coma has returned to degrassi emma commits herself to do something about rick which makes sense because she doesn't have much else to do with her time as she (laughs) lost all of her friends Alex makes a snide remark about how they could adopt a dolphin, and the cycle of Alex coming for Emma for no reason continues. But fun fact, because you just watched the deleted scenes, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So there was that scene where they were pitching their ideas for charity to the um, Marco and Alex, and Emma's idea was to adopt a dolphin. Yeah, I literally just watched that, and I was like, I had the same thought of just like, why wasn't this included? I mean, it didn't really matter. But the joke was- ended up making it. That's why it's weird. Right. So Marco and Alex decide they'll talk to Mr. Radish about Rick. Although I guess the joke fits if you know Emma and her dolphin pants. That's true. It circles back further than this episode. That's a good point. So that's probably why they kept it in there. Yeah. So I don't know why Alex and Marco thought that talking to Mr. Radish would do anything. Marco tells the grade 11 crew later about their unsuccessful meeting and Emma calls them on not doing shit about it. But I have a question. When the fuck did Emma start hanging out with the grade 11 group? Like, I know she has no friends, but when did they agree to adopt her? This is my thing. So this is my issue with Emma. This episode is just like, she's doing what people know her to do by being very pro get Rick out of the school. But it's also like, you're forcing it because you, I don't think she would have cared if she had her friend group still. Like, I think this is all motivated or she's motivated to do anything about the scenario because she wants to be friends with someone. She's like, just so wishy-washy this season. Yes. It's like she's super rude about liberty. She's adopting this movement with anti-Rick. And then like we see her kind of like develop a conscience at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, a couple episodes later, it's like, hey, 
she's cool with a certain individual who she wasn't with before. And then it's like, nah, just kidding. Like, don't touch. Like, it's just, she's all over the place. She is. She's very desperate in these first few episodes, it seems. And this one for sure, because she's doing what she hated Manny for and what season one or two is like the minute you get attention from Paige, you like switch your whole demeanor or just like what you do switches. That's what I don't like about it this time. I may or may not have inserted a quote from that episode to call her ass out for that. Because, yeah. Genius. I will say, too, just to throw in, there was the deleted scene that they had um, of, like, Alex and Miss Alex and Marco talking to Mr. Radage. And the reasoning behind why he wouldn't do anything, I don't know from a legal standpoint if it makes the most sense or if it was true. But, it again, there's a lot of red flags. <laughs> like, them talking, like, student president, too, like, talking to you, I feel like he should have taken it more into consideration. But he really, like, they really did go in there and just try to be, like, Hey, like, this isn't a good idea. Before they did all the extra stuff that ends up happening at the end. So I think what would have happened, at least in my city, in my public district, is there would have been an investigation. The police probably would have been involved. And while that investigation was ongoing, Mm -hmm. they're, like, um, assuming, like, there probably may have been like a protection plan in place or something, but I don't know if they would have been able to like expel him over an allegation being made because, you know, at least in the States, you know, everyone has a right to a free and public education. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously they have to take it as an allegation and not as true during the investigation process. And then like provided that, you know, he was found like to not be guilty. Mm -hmm then yeah he'd be back there yeah so that's pretty much what he said i guess he was what they alluded to was that he would have needed to be charged with the crime for it to actually be like for him to actually be able to do something about it but since no one actually reported him doing that to her everyone just knows it so it's like hearsay that he couldn't do anything about it and that rick pretty much had like the rights in education just like you were saying yeah yeah but Damn. I do think that I want to say that if people were doing how, what they were supposed to be doing, an investigation would have happened regardless of whether or not Already. they were charged in, in yeah. my city and my public education system. But that's reliant on people doing their jobs. So anyway, that's true. <laughs> a lot of people in the show have some nerve, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. Rick has the absolute most because how he fixed himself to walk up to Marco, Spinner, Jimmy, and Paige and greet them was beyond me. But perhaps that was just like simply a red flag that our man's was not right in his mind. Mm -hmm. Like I look at our future episodes with him and I'm just like, he's saying things that just are not aligned with reality. And I have to question whether or not he believed them. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're saying things that are just so absurd are you just saying them because you're saying them? I don't know, because you're in denial. I don't know. Do you actually believe this to be true? Or are you just saying yeah. this to gas yourself up? Because like in one of them, he's like telling his mom that him and Toby are super cool, right? And it's like, Oof. but do you think that? I need to know. Right. All right. Oof. So they all give Rick a, a look reminiscent of the unfriendly black, black Heidi's glare and mean girls. But- <laughs> It is Emma who gets up to block Rick's path and make it clear that they don't want him to return to Degrassi. But morally, I think you may have answered this. I had had this in here beforehand. So do you think that Rick should have been allowed to return to Degrassi? Oh, no. And I know it's hard to say that 
he shouldn't have been allowed because again you brought up a good point like investigation all that stuff and it seems like that really is how it's supposed to go i think morally (laughs) he should have been like this doesn't make sense for me to be here like he should have thought this through like i can get i'm smart i can get my education anywhere i don't care how much you like the grassy you don't need to be in the same environment of the friends of a even if terry's not there like you hurt their friend and they were there for it and they don't like you and not that it's a matter of someone not liking you it's just like why in your right mind do you think that you should still go to school with people like you hurt somebody i don't think you should be in the same like get to learn in the same environment as Mm -hmm. people when something very clear happened you know right and like what were his parents doing because y'all are in charge no one intervened how did you let this happen? But anyway, Rick cannot take the hint and just keep to himself because why does he approach Paige at her locker and ask her to bury the hatchet? Apparently, Rick is in counseling and he sees Miss Sauvet, but Paige ain't trying to hear that shit, so she storms away. Does Emma ever have business of her own because she sees Paige <laughs> run into the bathroom and then follows after her? Emma tells Paige that they can protest Rick's return to Degrassi as long as Paige stops calling Emma cause girl. Which is a really dumb insult. That's a terrible insult. It took me until you just said it to realize that they were saying cause girl and not something else. (laughs) Paige invites Emma to have a green tea frappe with her at the dot. And suddenly Manny and Liberty are also in the bathroom. So Emma rubs it in their faces that she has plans with Paige, which is a huge turn of events from the Emma who we met in season one. I guess they aren't plastic wannabes when it's Emma who they are recruiting into their group. Is it so wrong if I become friends with Paige in the process? You honestly think Paige is your friend? She's just using you, Manny. No, you're just jealous. Jealous of that pretentious wannabe? This is the thing. (laughs) I've had people be mean to me in high school, and I'm not trying to be dramatic and not like, oh, what was me? I was bullied. But people are assholes. Mm -hmm. And these particular girls didn't like me because they claimed that I gave them dirty looks. Turns out I just have rusting bitch face because I promise you I wasn't thinking about those girls. But the key point of this is that I didn't want to be around those girls. I would avoid places where they were because they would see me and they would talk shit. And I did not like to be around it. And I had friends. So -hmm. the question is, what the fuck is Rick doing? That's a good question. I had the same question. Like the dot can't be the only restaurant (laughs) or like coffee shop in the area. Degrassi can't be the only high school. I know it's huge, but I know it can't be the only high school. If Terry can go to a private school, you could probably be homeschooled or find another school. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so confused. Yeah, I was really caught off guard by that too, because I could see it from the standpoint of being like, I'm not going to let these people, like, if you're really standing your ground and trying to stay, which is what he's trying to do, I could see why he would again, in his off mind, not his right mind, his off mind, would literally be like, I'm just going to live my life as normal because I'm not going to let them phase me. But it's something everywhere you go. I think I literally wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> like, just go home. Right. So Paige wants to leave the dot, but Emma takes it upon herself to tell Rick to get out. And she sees him to the door. And now that Emma's in with the cool kids because she stood up to Rick. And can I just say that Spinner and Jimmy talk such a large game to end up sitting around and not doing anything? They don't do anything. And it's also funny she kicked him out of a public establishment like you know what i mean like someone could have just went up and opened the door for him if they really wanted to (laughs) cause girl is now leading a protest at school for students to buy a pin to support students against violence and they'll donate the proceeds to the local women's shelter they are very proud of their idea everyone who purchased ribbons is now committed to ignoring rick 
but also blocking his path. The irony here is that the students who are against violence are now using violence to taunt Rick. That part. I feel like this had to have been an intentional, well, like the producer's part, but I don't know. I thought that Chris had left the show by now, but we see Rick try to sit now next to Chris at the table, and Chris tells him, you need to sit elsewhere. The grade tens are in English with Miss Kwan, and they were assigned to read lyrics that speak to their heart. Spinner reads some Kid Elric lyrics, and then Rick volunteers to go next. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. It is the quality of the brave, not the coward. Like, I'm not going to say that I would have bullied him, but I would not have been his friend. Would you? Yeah, not at all. I It would have had to be, if I can't make a difference, I'm just going to ignore you. Like, <laughs> So Rick finds Emma later to donate a check for the women's shelter. And Emma originally wanted to decline the check. But when she sees the dollar amount of 500 and some change, she wants to take the check. But Alex disagrees with taking his money and rips it up. Do you think Emma should have kept the check? This is a, a good question because I was going to ask you something too. I know ultimately because it's someone trying to manipulate you and act like they understand the cause and want to like put money towards it. But again, at the end of the day, you are like the reason that people have this fund, right? Because you were an abusive partner. Um, but my thing with Emma is just like, I, again, I don't know her motive. I don't know her motive with this situation aside from wanting to be Paige's friend and it just being another call she can get behind. Cause she, that's what she does. Like, I just don't think that her intentions are pure with it. So I don't know that she should have kept that check. Cause I don't think she would have anything to do with this situation if it weren't for not having a friend group. Cause again, it doesn't lead back to Terry. Like Terry wasn't really her friend like that. She's probably not as affected as like page or hazel who want to do this because their friend was affected right so i said that i think that she should have only just because obviously if it's going to those women they deserve the money Mm -hmm. but at the same time you have to recognize that this person is trying to manipulate you so i will take your money but we are still not friends yeah because my question for you too was just kind of like i realized watching this that everyone's motive and like reason for not liking rick was very different so like with alex ripping up the check like We already know what she does. So we know that she wants like physical retaliation because she already did what she could to try to get him out of the school. But like, what do you think Alex wanted if she didn't want to take the money to actually help people who were dealing with it? You know what I mean? Like, what the heck was her idea of like getting Rick out or like the motive behind it? Well, I don't know if I have the answer to that question, but she does share that she witnessed partner abuse with her mom. So therefore, Mm -hmm. Emma needs to keep her mouth shut because she doesn't get it. So I think... She wanted more so, it seemed maybe justice. Mm -hmm. And that justice doesn't involve taking money from, you know, dirty money, basically. Mm -hmm. But it's like, but your mom probably could have really used that money, even if it was from a bad person. Yeah. That was kind of my thought process, too, is just like, I don't think she even realizes that that could help someone that is in a situation that she was in, though it doesn't directly affect her. But I think that's a good point is that she just wanted justice for the situation like with terry in general or mm-hmm. just like against an abuser because she probably never saw justice happen to whoever was abusing her mom right so emma's still really loving the attention that she gets for being a mean girl did you see heather sinclair's eyebrows tragically overlapped <laughs> they should confiscate her tweezers or something <laughs> rick has the audacity to show up to the dad again 
Alex tells the cool kids that Rick has a crush on Emma, which means Emma has to try harder to make sure everyone knows she isn't interested in him. He greets her. She trips him. Jay steps in to take Rick outside and initiate a beating of Rick. They play this dramatic music in the background to make you feel sorry for Rick that I think they play every single time something happens pertaining to the main event. Mm. Question. Do you feel sorry for Rick in this moment? Do you think they've taken things too far? I do, because I don't think that physical retaliation is really the end goal here. Like, again, this started before Emma got involved and did all the extras. It started because people didn't want the person that abused their friend to be able to go to school with them. But as you kind of pointed out, too, you know that we know that Spinner, Jimmy, or we can assume Paige and Hazel literally just want him gone. Like, no one wanted to partake in beating him up because that's not the answer. Like, that's very eye for an eye, you know? Yeah, especially if you think about how Spinner felt after he, like, cornered Rick last season. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm like him. Um, But I will say, I kind of talk about it more during the main event, just how a lot of people, I think a lot of them capitalize off an opportunity to be hurtful to another person. And it was definitely less about the, like, principle behind the matter Mm -hmm. and more about – because if – they have really been concerned about what they said they have been concerned about. They would have done a lot of things differently. Mm-hmm. And so I highlight a lot of the things that they could have and should have done differently if this were really, truly their main focus. Not that, that it was their job to really take care of Terry. Um, mm-hmm. They should have told somebody, but mm-hmm. you can't protect your your best friend from partner abuse no matter how much you try to. So especially yeah. as a teen. So but ultimately, they would have done uh, things a little bit differently if that had been their focus. And there are a lot of opportunities that they had and did not step in. But then they're so adamant about bullying him. It was like, y'all were just opportunists. Yeah, like, y'all, that's true. Because they were actually fine with Emma just being the one doing the dirty work so they could, like, step to the side. Because they were still probably happy that Rick was getting something out of this, you know? Like, right. And what does yeah. Jay know about Terry? literally that's the thing right there (laughs) like (laughs) he probably never talked to her no one ever really saw her to talk to her but he has nothing to do with it so so emma seems to think that they've taken things too far because she does step in to stop everyone from beating him up side note ephraim ellis rick murray's actor was 19 when this episode aired so presumably 18 when they recorded it i don't know if you noticed his chest was so hairy that's so funny. I did notice that. <laughs> so the next day at school, Rick thanks Emma for stopping everyone the day before. But Emma makes it clear that while things may have gotten out of hand, she doesn't like him. You really got to suck if a person without friends don't even want to be your friend. <laughs> she does ask a question which everyone wants to know. Oh, why is you here? Rick admits that he was horrible, but he's changed. And he used to like it at Degrassi. And so he wants people to see that they were wrong about him. And he hopes that one day people will be interested in seeing that he has changed. Spoiler alert, Rick has not changed, but we will get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one was going to recognize that he changed. No one wants to talk to you. Please. Any moral suggestions? Mm, I honestly didn't have one. Did you have one? Uh, I tie into some things in the book real briefly. Um, Linda talks about the storyline in her book and the attentions of the crew to demonstrate the multiple sides of bullying, such as the bullies, the bullies, and the bystanders. And they recognize that it's just this whole storyline is very complicated because Rick is not a sympathetic victim without faults. He is abusive. Mm-hmm. And 
is it really their responsibility to see whether or not he has changed? So I just think their goal was more so for people to figure out what their role is going to be when they see somebody doing something hurtful to another person. Mm. Um, And how sometimes bullies, people who are bullying, can have genuine motivations for their behaviors. Like Alex was upset because she witnessed somebody beat up her mom. Mm-hmm. But like, are you a bully or a bystander? Can you stand up for others like Emma did and stop things from going too far, even after she initiated it just because she needed friends? Mm-hmm. And I really don't think there was one person in this episode without faults. Everyone was guilty in one way or another, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anyone was innocent. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I think what made, yeah, what made me realize that was just the fact that like, Eventually, when you get into the episode, you realize, like, "Mm, we're not doing this for Terry. You know, like, eventually you learn. It's just like, this isn't just because Terry was hurt. It's literally like everyone was motivated by something different. And whether it was relevant or, like, how they decided to deal with it was different. Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, in this case particularly, you know, you really just have to talk to people and ask them, like, what's going on that you're doing this instead of punishing the person who you view as the perpetrator. You know, they could have came in and they could have given Spinner and Jay a detention, but like ultimately, and I do think that they were opportunists, but there was just more to it and Mm -hmm. they feel that they were wronged and that they weren't heard and they had to take matters into their own hands perhaps Mm -hmm. to really get to the root of the issue. But, you know, whatever. Here we are. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think, I mean, ultimately what I can pull from this too is just like, just like how you said no one was innocent. It's Literally, it's the same on the educators, right? Because if not that Radage owes everyone an apology, and I know you can't talk about, literally he said he can't talk about either student affairs with students. But I think if there was an uproar for something, like something else could have been done on his end. Like even if it's not kicking Rick out because you can't because you don't have any reason to. Like a conversation outside of just Marco and Alex, those weren't those weren't the only people that were affected or wanted to do something about it. Like I feel like the educators probably should have stepped in more, but I don't know how realistic that is too. Yeah, and I don't know what they were doing in two thousand four, but hang on, that's also so wild to think about that this was years ago. What they started doing, and I let's see. I remember learning about it um, in grad school and when I did like my master's program on my internship, they started having like restorative conversations and peace circles and stuff Mm. Um, as an alternative to just offering punitive approaches. Educators, specifically the teachers in the classroom, really hate it because, you know, like you did something bad, you get a detention. You did something bad, you get suspended. Like, come on, let's get some consequences here. So there aren't Mm. a lot of consequences and you're not supposed to be suspending kids and giving detention. So it really sucks because, first of all, don't nobody got all the time and the staff and the resources to do restorative conversations and those mm-hmm. practices. So you don't have time for what you need and you're not allowed to do what you've been doing. So then where does that really leave a lot of the kids? And it left, and it, a lot of kids ended up in limbo and that it's like, there should have been a conversation. Mm-hmm. You should have talked to every single person. You should have figured out is this something that you want to resolve how do we have peace and then brought them together to kind of agree with that but in 2004 i don't think that was happening because again there's a limbo period where you can't suspend a kid 
but you don't know what to do with them. And that's where I think this incident fell. Yeah, that's true. It is it's just wild to think about that this was in 2004 and we've it's like years later and a lot of things have changed. A lot of things are still the same, but that's a really good point because just like even, I don't know how new this is either. So I'm probably ignorant too, but just like when you think about like work related stuff, like how they have like all these task force now for certain areas that need to be like talked about, they weren't doing that before. Like everything must've been getting pushed under the rug or sent to HR and then whatever happened, happened. But like now we literally live in a time where that is more like accepted and where they try to do it more again, like you said, the resources mm-hmm. and stuff probably aren't there for everybody, but it is wild to think about the time difference because a lot of things are different, but a lot of things are the same. Mm-hmm. All right. Any last words? Um, If you made it this far, we made a voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail to potentially be featured in one of the upcoming episodes, if you have questions, comments, concerns about an episode we covered or really favorite episode we're going to cover uh any way in which you pulled a lesson from Degrassi and were able to apply it to your real life leave us a voice message you can visit our Instagram at below the dot um and it'll be link in our bio it's speakpipe.com slash below the dot um but you can find that link in our Instagram and we would love to hear from you and feature you on our podcast all right shout out to Terry for setting that up next week on Degrassi when Ellie's mother's drinking grows worse. She has to choose between staying at home or moving in with Sean. Meanwhile, Paige is sick, so Manny is put in charge of the school's car wash, and she grows closer to Paige's boyfriend, Spinner. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts, or email us at whatever it takes 3h5 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back to the next week, whatever it takes.